0: Hi, welcome to the CODcast, Commonwealth Magazine's weekly podcast of politics and policies and the people who practice and influence both. I'm Commonwealth reporter Jack Sullivan. Legal marijuana is big business, and big business generally means big money to get into an industry. And in this country, when you talk in corporate investments, it's usually men, often white men, who flood the market with cash. But Massachusetts, through its Cannabis Control Commission and regulations, is hoping to change that with programs and regulations that level the playing field for those usually at a disadvantage when it comes to startups. That means minorities and women have the opportunities to get their feet in the door before large corporations can dominate the field. With us today are two women who are starting their own marijuana companies. Caroline Frankel is the owner of Caroline's Cannabis Garden and Home Decor. She has She has recently received a decision on her license application that has been deemed complete for a retail recreational marijuana store in Uxbridge. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you, Jack. Also joining us is Angela Brown. She's co-founder and CEO of T-Bear Inc., a new marijuana product manufacturer to be based in Wareham. T-Bear is one of the first companies statewide to be awarded municipal approval and submitted a completed application, which they've also uh, recently received notice that it has been accepted. They're tracking to be one of, if not the 1st standalone manufacturer in the state. Welcome, Angela.
1: Thank you, Jack.
0: So let's let's start there. Um, Why are you getting into marijuana? I mean, there's other things that you can get into. Why marijuana? Uh,
2: Yeah, uh, I've been a 17-year enthusiast myself. Uh, Born and raised in Mass. I went to college at Johnson & Wales and, uh, you know, just pursued my interests. Uh, I'm a graduate from the Northeastern Institute of Cannabis, and uh, this is just something that is completely
0: passion-driven for me at this point. When, when you went to the Northeast Institute, how many women were there?
2: Uh, there were probably uh, five or six instructors that were women, and I would say at least uh, 40% of the class was women.
0: And, and, and what prompted you to want to get into it from – I mean, right now, you can't do anything. You, you can't you, do anything. You, you know, you're not going. You're just sitting and you're waiting. Um, what is it that, that said to you, hey, I can make it here?
2: I don't know. Uh, I just always had the passion behind me. Um, for someone who is an enthusiast for that long, um, a medical patient of the state, I believe in the product um, and, and really can get behind it. Um, and I, I don't know, Jack, it's just something that I've wanted to do for a really, really long
0: time. What about you, Angela? What, uh, what were you doing before you get into this? What prompted you to get into manufacturing?
1: Sure. So uh, prior to this, you know, I was working in the startup world in Boston, really intrigued by that The startup world, super chaos and building something from the ground up. So I've always been motivated by that. Similar to Caroline, marijuana has been a passion as well as a medicine for me. So I've experienced the medicinal benefits and the life benefits, I'll call it. Um, From that, uh, you know, as legalization started, it was the aha moment, I have a chance. This is where I can. And then the attitude of why not? It is our time. You know, it's a brand new industry, and it's one that we can all take part in.
0: Getting into marijuana is, the industry itself, um, is a big investment for the most part, which is why it's dominated by corporations. What is it that's going to allow you as a as a woman starting up that, you know, may or may not have that kind of backing behind you, what's helping you get into it?
1: Well, we're going to be doing, you know, um, traditional fundraising that you see. We are working on a friends and family round right now, and we are working with angel investors and VCs. Um, other than that, you know, it's really, I think, our, our passion. Uh, I do have a partner that is part of this, so it's our passion that's going to push us through. And we have always been driven by a consumer goods. it's been something in our background that we've always wanted to create. With the marijuana, we really see a void in the market for brand recognition, for that consistency. And that's what we want to bring to the market. And we saw the best avenue as being a standalone manufacturer to focus on that.
0: Caroline, do you sense any kind of pushback? Do you, are, are, are any doors closed to you because of your gender, do you think?
2: I don't think so. Uh, I think I have to push a little harder.
0: Well, then then let me. Neither of you sound like there's there's any kind of barriers that you're seeing or that you're feeling. Why then do we need equity uh, regulations in Massachusetts to allow women to get in? Uh, I
2: think you have to. I think um, I think what we're seeing is if we don't, we need women investors right from the ground up supporting. These entrepreneurs and future entrepreneurs. Why um, I think if we don't, it's going to become a fully male dominant industry, and if we see that, you know, we're seeing a lot of studies coming out. I know Marijuana Business Daily, uh, they did a study, um, and it, it has to be about women getting in on the ground floor because then it creates that whole trickle down effect, right?
0: But but again, if if you're not feeling um, that that kind of resistance, if you're if you're not facing that kind of um, um rejection why do we need regulations that that level the playing field for women w- why is that necessary if like you said you're not uh, you're not finding that
1: well I'm, that's just my experience it is there you know and and I guess Caroline and I are are speaking at the high level of of what we're dealing with but it 100% is there i i do have a male counterpart
0: when you say 100 what is there
1: what the is there? the um the same experience that there is a lack of funding. So, women um, in 2018 or 2017 received two percent of all venture capitalist funding. There were billions in of the dollars. business or across in the, and across in, the United, in, United in, States in and all. Two percent. In marijuana, we were seeing in 2015. I believe it was something like 36 percent of corporations, marijuana corporations, were led by women it's down to 26 or 24% in 2017. So we're seeing a decline. And that's why, although Caroline and I think, it, and I have had a lot of wins, we've had to fight really, really hard for those wins. When you do walk into these networking events, you are one of the only females in the room. Uh, it is often when I'm with my partner, he is approached first to talk to. His emails for, to VCs are responded to and mine are not it's the same email, it's a different signature. So you are seeing it, and we are rising above that, and Massachusetts is doing a good job. Although women-owned businesses were not qualified under the equity applicant, they're, they are doing a great job at encouraging women to come forward and to follow their dream of opening companies here.
0: I, I understand women were not part of the equity application, mm-hmm. but, but part of the uh, social equity uh, regulations do include women, women-led businesses. Yes. Um, what is it that, that the Cannabis Control Commission is doing that will allow women to expand their footprint in the industry?
1: I'm not part of that program, so I'm not 100% sure what they're doing exactly. Well, what I know should that they the do? What, what do
0: you think they should do then?
1: Sure. Um, I think they've been holding um, conferences and roundabout tables, uh, round tables rather, to have people encourage community members to come out. I know they've been holding those in areas like where I live in Dorchester, and those have been great. I think more of those. Uh, would be amazing if they could have it in their uh, bandwidth to have those that help get the community out there.
0: It, it, let me ask you, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I have this perception that that marijuana is this bro industry. You know, it's like the yeah. guys. It's um, it, when when you think of well, actually, when you when you look at um, arrest records, for instance, men dominate the arrest records, and and that's where some of the equity. Um, uh, regulations go towards are people that are disadvantaged by the marijuana laws. Um, but, but there's always this perception that it's a guy thing. Um, you are – you have already signed a letter of intent, I believe, or some type of agreement right. with Angela's uh, company yep. – Is that because she's a woman-led company, or is that because that's who you had to go to?
2: I mean, I always want to support female businesses in the state. Um, But no, she's a like-minded business person. I look at her as a business person. Um, And I think uh, having that like-minded interest and both being enthusiasts and I can stand behind her products, I I think uh, a collaboration and having her products in my my store uh, is a win for everybody.
0: Something that Angela was just talking about when she goes to different conferences and, and sends out emails, I, I haven't heard you say anything about any other partners or. or no, so it's it's just you. This You're- is
2: completely self-funded for me. Uh, put my life savings up. This is this is my dream, and, and I'm going to pursue it. Um, uh, but I do know. I mean, I've had conversations about investors um, in the beginning part of when I was putting my business plan together, um, and it is it's male-dominated um, the people, unfortunately, women just do not have the access to capital. Um, and that part of that so- social ex- equity program they were talking about, Jack, um, with the commission, I, you know, I think they're going to try to leverage these women. They're, um, you know, maybe here's a direction, or here's a bank to go look at, or maybe here's an accounting, um, you know, just to get things going in, in the right direction and, and support these women. Um, but it is. Funding, investors, uh, it's typically all men. It,
0: it, you brought up um, the numbers a little bit ago, and I, and I saw similar numbers to that. I found it interesting that it used to be um, initially when you're talking Colorado and, and Oregon and California um, that it was, well, actually Colorado and, and Oregon, um, it was in the uh, low to mid-30 rates. Now it's dropping down to less than a quarter as the industry expands, as it opens up. So you've got more men saying more male dominated companies saying hey there's some cash to be made. How do you uh, how, how do you fight against that? How how is it that women can can get their footing into it?
1: First and foremost believe in each other. I think we need as a being the minority within our own minority community, you know the cannabis community itself um, I think we need to help work with each other, and not just first and foremost because you're females, but come together and recognize that we can build each other up, and that this is a brand new industry, and there's a lot of room for for everyone. Well, let, let me ask
0: then: How? What is it that that is attracting um, this type of large investment? What? Why? Why do we have so many corporations that are going into this business now? I mean, if, if, if there is the, um, the, the possibility for small investors like yourselves to be able to do it, what's the advantage for a large corporation to come in and flood it with cash?
2: A business like mine? Yeah. To invest in mine?
0: Well, no, to, to actually to stomp you out, for instance, you know, for somebody to take over your, uh, your area.
2: It's a very so that's a very real situation, and I think about it often. Um, but for me, I think I mean, for someone who who has been an enthusiast for so long, um, I believe in small business in in the world of cannabis. Um, if I was a shopper, I'd want to shop at a small store, um, and, and support small local businesses in the state, the cultivators, the product manufacturers. And I hope people have that mindset um, when they come and shop. And, and that kind of changed the, like, shop small and, and not these big uh, these big companies.
0: Um, well, uh, let, let me ask you, uh, Angela, is it is it fair? I mean, I, I asked you guys mm-hmm. to come in to talk about women in, in the industry, mm-hmm. women in the business. Is that a fair topic? Is it something that, that maybe we shouldn't be uh, focusing on, maybe focus it on as small business, as opposed to gender-based business.
1: Yes, that I, I don't. I do believe that male counterparts to Caroline and I are having the same issues. You know, as I mentioned, my so my it is my partner and I, my b- boyfriend and I, of eleven years, who have created this company together. So he too, as a young white male, does deal with with the same. Um, rejection from some of the, the investment people he's reaching out to, the the classic VCs as not taking him serious because he's not an older, you know, person that has these years and years of, of direct pharmaceutical experience uh, the different experiences you're seeing kind of rise up in these corporations. So it is it is one hundred percent a small business issue in Massachusetts and I believe furthermore it affects women a step further as well. Yep is it
0: is is it fair then to uh to say that women need this help from regulators that that you need this kind of backing that you need this kind of um uh, cleared path to get in there yeah, i think so it, why
2: uh look i mean just just for myself i mean I look at my own story um you know, I'm paying, a, I have no license right now. I'm paying a lease. I have all these things. I'm building out a retail store. Um, and I, I do, I think women need to group together because I think that's what what's going to leverage the industry for us, Jack.
0: Is... It, are there higher expectations on you? Yes. Do you feel it than, than there would be? It, it's not fair to say then there would be as a guy because you're not a right. guy. But but do you feel that there's higher expectations on you, that, that there's a demand to know more, yeah. to uh, show more?
2: I think I'm challenged a little more. Um I, I, even in the municipality world, um, I always felt like I had to go in and, and ready to rock it to my full potential. Because even at even at the municipality, I always felt that I was, oh, I'm a woman and I'm going go against these other male companies, you know, um, that I had to bring it even stronger uh, um, to really make my presence and my story stand out uh, amongst other businesses. Did, did you, you feel
0: that as well, Angela, when, when you went into, um, you know, some of these municipal meetings? Uh, You and your partner, uh, did they look at him and say, you know, we'd like to hear you now? Or, you know, were you challenged, do you think, more than uh, a a guy would be?
1: Specifically at the municipal level, I I was fortunate I didn't feel that. Uh, We did meet with a a wonderful team in Wareham. They were very kind. They were a diverse um, team themselves, which was welcoming. And that also could be, I think, a big factor. It depends on who is sitting across from the table as far as challenged, I do feel though, in, in settings that I've been in, whether it's sit down meetings or social settings, that there is a little bit more test put on me, a little bit more poking into my knowledge, and just the assumption that I don't know what I'm getting into or I don't know what I'm doing. But I think that just plays into in the past and, and current women in general. I believe that you know again the statistic was as high as seventy percent don't say that they smoke marijuana they do not partake in usage and the 72% said because they were fearful of what others would think of them mm. so i think that that just goes along to assume that women don't smoke women don't partake women don't know right. and that's the 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 idea we're fighting against a little bit
0: and i guess that goes to what i was saying a minute ago about the, the, the bro mentality yes. that you know there it is definitely a or it appears to be a male um, based industry right. both as consumers and as uh industry it do you do you fear that that will affect you once you open up
2: i don't i mean we all met more statistics have come out more men smoke than women uh who at least want to vote on it right so i agree with you on that um but it's hard um as a woman you know you have to come out as you have to support your industry in your community your friends your family um and, and what your business intentions are, and, and that can be frightening for women, uh, women who have children. Um, they're a little bit more reluctant to jump into this industry.
0: At, at the state level, um, usually when you look at regulatory industries, you're looking at, you know, a, a group of white men with, you know, some minorities, some women in there. You look at the Cannabis Control Commission, four out of the five uh, members are women. Uh, the chief of staff is a woman. That's awesome. Um, you know they 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 have gone out of their way to increase um, the uh, the representation of women in there. Do you find that to be helpful for you guys? Yes. In, in yes. In what way? What what is it that?
1: I it puts a female face to cannabis in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I think when you first think cannabis, the cannabis control, you instantly like you said it's four four to one. It is it is female. Majority, And I think that that was wonderful. And it's diverse, too. Um, I believe, you know, as the staff grows, it will become even more diverse, hopefully. But that's something, again, we can all look up from the audience and see someone that looks like us. And I think that's that classic mentality. When you look around and you see someone that looks like you or resembles you, you know, you you belong here. And we want to build that as a community. And I want to show, and am sure Carolyn does, too, other women, you belong here. So if you're interested in the industry, you have a chance. It's just it's a lot of hard work in general. It's a brand new industry. You just have to be determined to work really, really hard.
0: And that brings up a good point. It is a brand new industry that they're creating here in Massachusetts. I mean, they they do have um, the the medical side of it that's been going for a while now, but but we're creating this whole new retail industry. Um, it, will it? not become dominated by women, but, but will it have a fair representation, do you think? I think so.
2: I do.
1: I do. Uh, I mean, we're seeing now there's at least two, if not three, yep. medical groups that are women-led, and one of them was one of the first to open. Uh, That's the one
0: in uh, Needham, I believe. Um, uh, Brookline? Brookline. I think it's Brookline.
1: Yeah. Think it's Brook- Greenland. Um, but you, you are seeing a fair representation in Massachusetts. We just need to continue that. So the medical program has been fair, although we've seen very few open. So what has opened in the recent months has been rather telling, though, that they are owned by men.
0: H- have you spoken with uh, women in other states that have uh, gotten into the industry in Colorado, California?
2: Personally, not so much. Uh, I mean, I try to follow the stories as much as I can. Um, but, no, I, I, I really haven't. There are
0: industry groups, so There's like Women yes. Grow. And- I'm a, I'm a yes. member
2: of Women's Grow. Hmm. Yep. Um, and, and I try to be involved in, in as much as possible. Um, that's kind of where I started um, networking-wise when Women's Grow uh, came to Boston with Beth Waterfall um, and, and, and met a ton of great women there um, of all ancillary-type businesses and some that are extremely successful right now in the state. Um, so I do what I've learned. I've really taken with me and, and tried to
0: make it my own to move forward. Hey, have you spoken with some people in other areas?
1: I, I have some, um, it, it is a little different cause one of the common themes that I've heard, uh, from the women I spoke to through, uh, fortunate two in Colorado and one in California. And this, one thing they always sympathize with is that it was a different time. You know, they were able to open these businesses in their homes. Uh, In in California, you could have a kitchen cook out of your residential kitchen and create medicated treats to be sold. So it was different, but they still faced the same stigma that we are. That women don't necessarily know. That you don't belong here. That when you do walk into these places or these meetings, you are the only female. So that was kind of what I took away from that, is that it can be done. <laughs> They've done it, and we can do it too, and it just goes with everyone starting any sort of company. Hard work and believing in yourself and just knowing that what you put in now will pay out tenfold as long as you stay focused.
0: Well, thank you. This has been uh, very educational for me. I appreciate it. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of the podcast. We'd like to thank Caroline Frankel and Angela Brown for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jack. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen to it on iCloud. You can also go to our website, www.commonwealthmagazine.org, and click on The Fish. I'm Jack Sullivan of Commonwealth Magazine. Join us again next week for another episode of the podcast, and thanks for listening.